Last week, the scripture was on the Beatitudes. Pastor Andy preached on the first one, which tells us that God blesses those who are poor and realize their need for him, the kingdom of heaven is theirs. Today's verses follow immediately after the Beatitudes in which Jesus was teaching his disciples about salt and light. Jesus always communicated in the most effective and practical ways. He would take everyday experiences and objects and use them to tell the truths about God, about people, and about how they should live their lives. The amazing thing is that more than 2,000 years later, those same truths are still relevant to us today. John Vandelar points out that perhaps we've misunderstood what Jesus meant about letting our light shine. Perhaps we haven't really thought through all the implications of salt and light. If you look directly at light, it could damage your eyes. If you eat salt alone, you're gonna be pretty thirsty. But these two things exist for the difference they make to other things. It's not the light we want to look at, it's the world that the light brings into vibrant focus and color. It's not the salt we want to taste, it's the variety and richness of the flavors already contained in our food that the salt brings out. All we need is a heart that finds the color and tastiness in whatever, wherever it can be found and that invites others to experience those as well. And like salt and light, we are forgotten in the sheer joy of seeing and tasting, so God gets the glory. How we live reflects the character of God. Two things we cannot live without are salt and light. I'm going to focus on just these first four verses of today's scripture in which Jesus shares about those two things. First, Jesus said, you are the salt of the earth. Raise your hand if you use salt in cooking or put it on your food. Yeah, just about everybody does that. Do you like salty foods, pretzels, chips, popcorn? Salt adds flavors to the things that we eat. Otherwise, they would taste bland. Salt was one common yet very significant metaphor Jesus used to describe the nature and function of the church. People living close to the sea could obtain salt without any problem, but people living near in, uh, inland had to often barter for it. And part of a Roman soldier's pay was given to him in salt. And from that we get the Latin word salarium, which means salary. So you can see how valuable salt was to the people of those days. Today we take it for granted Besides enjoying it on our food, we enjoy swimming in salt water, and we use it to melt snow on AC days and put it on our roads and on our sidewalks. So it's available to us, easily available, but whether it was scarce to them then or easily accessible now, salt is definitely valuable. Jesus expects his church to function as salt in the earth the church is valuable to the heart of God and to the Christ for the carrying forward of the work that he began during his earthly ministry. As salt, the church is also valuable to the community and to the world. 
When someone says to you, you are the salt of the earth, that's a high compliment. They're letting you know that you are valued highly. Here are some ways we are called to be the salt of the earth. As people and as the church, we should be adding flavor to the life of the community that would be wholesome and helpful. Salt was used as an antiseptic, and the church should be a cleansing and antiseptic function in the community. Salt was used primarily to preserve meat and fish from decay, and the church should help to prevent the moral, spiritual, and cultural life of the community from decline and decay. Jesus also pointed out the possibility of salt losing its saltiness. When this happens, it's absolutely no value, and it's dumped on the roadways where it can be crushed by the traffic, and it won't harm any plants. Jesus uses this powerful illustration to warn his disciples against the peril of losing their Christian witness and influence. If we are to retain our true saltiness and perform our true ministry, we must stay close to the attitudes expressed in the Beatitudes and let Jesus be the Lord of our lives. Salt can make us thirsty. Being a Christian should make us thirsty for Christ and to help others create a thirst in their hearts for Christ. When we think about all of these things, we should understand why Jesus said, you are the salt of the earth. That's true both personally and as the church. So we should keep asking ourselves, are we as valuable as salt? Next, Jesus made reference to light. He said, you are the light of the world. Like salt, light is necessary for us to live. True worship must involve our whole lives serving God and those around us. Without the light, we are in darkness. In this passage, Jesus is addressing light in connection with the radiance of God's justice. We can be the light when we feed the hungry, give clothing to the poor, help find shelter for those who are homeless, visit those in prison, and reach out in all the ways that we can to help those who are oppressed. God has called us to shine Christ's light into the lives of those who feel broken and alone. When we become Christians, there's a new glow shining in us. We can be an example for others. And when we do these things, we shine God's light to those around us, and hopefully they will also begin to glow with the light of Christ. When we are quiet, when we should speak up and say something, when we sin, when we fail to share the reason for our peace and joy, and when we ignore the needs of others, our light is hidden. There's so many other ways to shine our light for others. Do you brighten up a room just merely by walking into it? Do the words that you say make someone's day brighter? Light is a sign of joy, sometimes simply just showing up or by taking the time to listen or pray with someone, we can help that person's day be brighter. 
an act of kindness, a hug, a word of encouragement, and so many other caring gestures can make a world of difference for someone's day, or perhaps even for their life. Other ways that we can shine or light are by caring for those who suffer loss, by seeking to do justice and showing mercy, by being a person of integrity, by being peacemakers, and by courageously standing for what we believe. When people see the light and the joy in our lives, they may want it for themselves. It's then that we can share how God has made a difference for us and as we as the church. And that's what we are called to do, to shine our light for others, individually and collectively. Archbishop William Temple made an interesting statement, which I hope you will really think about. He said, the church is the only organization on earth that exists for those who are not its members. It's interesting, isn't it? We take care of ourselves, but we are to be there for the community and for the world around us. We need to be God's light. Have you ever looked at someone and noticed that the light has gone out of their eyes? It's precisely when we need to be a light for him or her. Hearing that Jesus loves them and is caring for them and that we are there for them may be just the medicine they need to restore some brightness to their lives. Are others uplifted by our presence? We all know it's not easy to be a Christian. Our Christian values are not like the world's values. However, what a blessing it is to know that when we reach out to others as salt and light, we have greater joy ourselves. True happiness comes from giving and sharing. And it's important to give others that same joy. Because you know, when we, we like to do things for others, but when we allow somebody to do something for us, then it's the opportunity for them to let their light shine. And it helps to give them the same joy that we feel when we do something for someone. Verse 16 says, in the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly father. If we're willing to give our way our reputation and our desire for affirmation in favor of making the world a little more whole and compassionate, a little more just and true, then the salt and life conspiracy is the way to go. James, Charles James Cook wrote that we must go into these dark places bearing the light of Christ. We also need to look at the darkness within ourselves. We cannot bring the light of Christ to others if we are unaware of where that light needs to shine in our own hearts. When our world may seem very dark and troubles face us daily, we can focus on the light of Christ because he is always with us, always shining on us his amazing love and forgiveness. One of the best ways to overcome the darkness in our lives is just to be there for someone else. Focusing on others helps to brighten us and lighten our own burdens. We are called to reflect God's light to those around us, especially to those who need it the most. 
we are called to be copper kettles. Right? Doesn't make any sense, does it? So let me share a little story with you. It's written by Kian Lee Tan, and it's called Be a Copper Kettle. A Bible teacher had just finished speaking to a large class of businessmen on the Christian's responsibility to be a light in the world. He emphasized that believers are to reflect the light of the world, the Lord Jesus. After the class, one of the members related to him an experience he had in his home, which had impressed upon him this same truth. He said that he went into his basement one day and made a very interesting discovery. Some potatoes had sprouted in the darkest corner of the room. At first, he couldn't figure out how they had gotten enough light to grow. And then he noticed that the cook had hung a copper kettle from the ceiling right over a cellar window. She kept it so brightly polished that it reflected the rays of the sun onto the potatoes. The businessman said, when I saw that, I thought I may not be a preacher or a teacher or be able to expound scripture, but I can at least be a copper kettle catching the rays of the sun, capital S-O-N, and reflecting his light to someone in a dark corner. Let me share one more story. A little girl on the way home from church turned to her mother and said, Mommy, the preacher's sermon confused me today. Oh, why is that? asked the mother. Well, he said that God's bigger than we are. Is that true? Yes, it's true. We also said that God lives within us. Is that also true? Yes. Well, said the little girl, if God's bigger than us and he lives in us, wouldn't he show through? That's right. If God lives in us, then there's no way of keeping him from showing through. That's the essence of Christian living. Living in such a way that people will see God in our lives. He will show through us. He will shine through us. So I encourage you to focus on being positive. You know, worry really is a waste of time. It never gets you anywhere. Every time you feel yourself worrying or complaining, make an effort to think of something positive, something that you have to be thankful for. And then pray a quick prayer and ask God to help you to think or say something uplifting instead. As a Christian, others should see the way that you treat your colleagues at work, the way you drive, in the way you play a game, by the language you use, by the shows that you watch, the books that you read, people notice what we're doing. Barclay reminds us that as Christians, we should be just as much a Christian in the factory, the workshop, the shipyard, the mine, the schoolroom, the surgery, the kitchen, the golf course, the playing field, as we are in church. Let's be the salt and add flavor to the lives of others, and let's be the sunshine in their day. As you shine, you will make the lives of those around you brighter. And again, they might just wonder what makes you glow. And then you can share God's love so that they too might burn a little brighter. A simple question to ask yourself at the start of every day. 
Is God showing through or shining through me? How about making this your daily motto? I am going to shine for God. Three little words. Shine for God. Not only will you glow, but others will be happy to see that you are in that kind of a, an attitude, and they will start to glow too. Amen.